Welcome to the Every Arkansan Podcast. I'm Drew Davis, and this week's treat is Deanna Walterns. She is a great friend, and she's been serving alongside us for many years. And she's going to share just her personal story, which I think is going to motivate you, but also about safe families. Well, Miss Deanna, thank you for being here today Absolutely. to kind of just share your story. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Deanna Walters, and I'm originally not in every Arkansan because I'm originally from St. Louis. However, in typical girl meets boy fashion, <laughs> um, I met a boy in St. Louis who was um, a farm boy from Little Rock. So city girl meets farm boy. Um, and 15 years ago, we put our households together and we have been blending our family of five um, for, for, we've been together for 15 years and married <laughs> for 12 years. And in that, our family of five has um, exploded and turned into, um, we have five kids, eight grandkids. And as of this week, uh, we have an immediate family of 19 people, which is insane when you go from orphan to orphan to only child to um, family of immediate family of 19 people. So to say God doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> well, then all the extended family that you, you kind of take in. Yes, so, yes. You know, but. So we first kind of met just out doing Dream Center related outreaches. So, but you've kind of come a long way from just kind of showing up and doing stuff with us. So what would that journey kind of look like for you? Well, I, we, we of course started, we started in the house in the mm -hmm. house at the Dream Center. And in fact, one of my first trips was um, out with Aaron Redding in the van. Um, and it was just this beautiful gift that God gave me that you didn't, you didn't have to be perfect. You, you didn't even have to really know what you were doing. <laughs> um, if we're completely honest, um, nobody cared how much Bible you knew or, or what you could offer. It was just showing up and being there. And sometimes that was, in beautiful, small, tangible ways. Sometimes it was just listening to somebody and being genuinely interested. Um, from there, I've gotten to work with incredible organizations. I can't believe how life has progressed. Um, and so in this last decade, I've gotten to work with The Call. I've spent five years as a mission director. Um, and with my life, I don't know, I, I was kind of one of those people that was afraid that lightning might strike when I walked into the church. And so I went from there to working for a church as mission director at uh, Grace Church in East End. And um, it just blossomed and blossomed. And through it all, um, I never forgot my own story of brokenness and what God had done to, to rescue me and the people that he put in my life um, every step of the way to make it to that that next part of my journey and and so giving people a voice and giving a voice to the voiceless has really become my mission and we've gotten to help numerous numerous people over the years and um, in January, I started with Bethany Christian Services and Safe Families for Children, which specifically 
um, gives me that, that that place to help families in crisis because that's their sole mission is to help families in crisis and prevent child abuse and neglect. For everyone that doesn't know what Safe Families is, because it's really one of the coolest little ministries out there that works behind the scenes and keeping families together, just share a little bit about that. Um, Safe Families for Children uh, surrounds families in crisis with what they call caring, compassionate community, and it's really what it is. Um, and a crisis, it's not foster care. It's not the same. Um, we're part of a continuum. We're part of the continuum. We're all we're all in this continuum together. Um, but Safe Families works under. Um, a preventative service. Uh, so when the family first gets in crisis, and a crisis can be anything from a postpartum depression, a mental, you know, a depression, a depressive state. Just I had a bad, I've, I've, I'm in a bad place. Um, homelessness, domestic violence, a job loss, um, and even even towards um, somebody in the midst of addiction needing to seek treatment. Um, and in the incarceration of a parent. So there's a full gamut of, of crisis that can be, um, and in those moments, if you're left all alone in it, and if you think back to just your, your worst times in life, typically we lean on those people that are closest to us, but not everybody has that. And that's where Safe Families comes in, and we, we wrap volunteers together around the family to help create a plan for their their new future we we stabilize the immediate crisis um, a lot of a lot of times but not always um, we'll have a volunteer family that will actually host the child um, in their home for a period of time and it can be anywhere from a weekend to to, to up to six months it depends on the situation um, but again, in that we're not foster care, the parent gets to choose. Mm -hmm. they, they get that choice and that power to say, I need your help, mm -hmm. please help. And our volunteers get to choose, yes. And so we come, we come together with biblical hospitality um, and truly what we begin as strangers and we end up as family. It's been just a beautiful journey. And so, and at the same time that we've alleviated that immediate crisis, we also come in with a plan for their future, yeah. a plan sometimes that they can't even see. When you're drowning in a crisis, right. you, can't, you can't see five minutes from now, much less tomorrow or next week. <laughs> no. And so the beauty of that is, is we've, uh, Safe Family started in 2017, and in these, almost, well, coming on two years now, um, we've watched family legacies change. We've watched um, homelessness be broken. We've, we've watched cycles of abuse end. We've watched families restored and it's just, it's been beautiful. I love just this, probably more so because I know the other side of the story. Um, what you're doing now is a direct result of your own personal situation that you you went through but it's it's so encouraging because i think so many people live in this place of shame over their past yes and it stops them from utilizing what satan intended for harm for good so do you mind just sharing kind of your your personal little sure. voyage so to speak absolutely um 
Safe Families is, isn't just something that I do. I'm, I'm the program coordinator, but it's, it's part of my heart and my own story. Um, as I kind of led on to earlier that I was um, in foster care, I had been, you know, I'd had a story of abuse, um, but from there, so much of what had been done to me became this place of hiding and, and shame. And in, in so many ways, I took that shame and lumped a bunch of sin on top of it and just became the biggest hot mess on the planet, if we're just being honest about it. Um, but in my very early 20s, um, I had ended up in a domestic violence situation that had gotten to this so bad that I would hide in a bedroom with the door locked um, with my um, infant daughter. And it kind of became at this crashing point when in, in just a fit of rage, our family dog got thrown out of a, a plate glass window. Um, and it became the point where I knew if I didn't get us out, it was gonna be too much. But when you're in that, there's so much, there's so much fear that occurs um, and you're truly afraid. But I did finally, I broke away with a few belongings, my daughter, and we ended up sitting in a parking lot um, in my car, homeless. Um, and I remember just watching her in that backseat. She had fallen asleep. She had no idea how bad our life had gotten. And um, when you've been in a domestic abuse situation, there's a lot of control there a lot of times, and I had no friends. Um, my, my family was unstable. It wasn't some place I could turn, and I had very few people to turn to. And so before I even knew Safe Families existed, the essence of Safe Families and the model of Safe Families um, showed itself in my life. Um, and what happened was we truly went from sleeping in our car to somebody says, well, I have a couch. I have a couch you guys can sleep in. You can sleep together. And, and we did. And so we went from um, sleeping in my car to a couch. And um, when I had an address, <laughs> it makes job search a little bit right, easier. Right. Um, and so um, I was able to start sending out resumes and um, a company at this time in St. Louis gave me a chance. Um, I didn't know a lot. I may have fibbed just a little bit on my <laughs> resume, but I spent the whole the whole weekend after getting getting the job trying to learn every program I said that I already knew. Um, <laughs> but um, it gave me a starting ground and a springboard because they saw something in me that at that time I didn't see in me either. Um, and so, and then at some point there, my car broke down and um, one, of, one of these people came in and actually co-signed a car for me to help me get another one. That was unheard of, mm -hmm. um, but they believed in me and they all wrapped around. Another, another became a surrogate grandma and grandpa for Michaela and would let her stay with them while I was working. And at that time I was living um, an hour and a half from the job I worked in. So I would drive three hours a day, work 10 hours, and then come home and pass out mm -hmm. on a couch. And so we did that for a while. Um, 
but and it's some and in there um when you have a two-year-old the tantrums can be pretty unbearable <laughs> and so i didn't have anyone to model good parenting mm-hmm. for me and they i had people who came along and truly came and taught me how to parent they supported me when i came with tears in my eyes and goes i don't know what to do <laughs> so i mean they were just incredible and so a small group of people wrapped around a single mom in crisis and because of that my legacy's changed her legacy changed um, a legacy of abuse has has changed um, she's a senior in college this year and just married her high school sweetheart um, and so we have two generations of college students now and every statistic that I should have been has been broken because of a handful of people willing to say yes. And, and just little yeses. It just, it's just been incredible, um, this journey. And it's, it's one of those things that we always say around here is everyone looks at poverty and they say poverty is about the lack of a car or the lack of a house or whatever and so much. It's truly a lack of a relationship. It really is. I mean, and it's it it's amazing to me because I mean I look at Michaela who's a beautiful young woman now, and I've known her for years, yes. tagging along yes. with you and your husband to outreaches mm-hmm. and different things like that, and and it's truly amazing because her life at that one moment when that person had the choice between saying, "I'll offer you a couch or I'll offer you nothing," is different because of that one moment. It's different because of all those little moments, and they were all relationships. That's it. That's it. And they weren't, like you said, super difficult ones. They were just oh. a little bit of a sacrifice. And that's that's completely it. Um, and it was their willingness to pour into me in those moments that changed the trajectory. And the things they did for was for a very short period of time. Yeah. But most of them continued on in my life to pour into me. Um, much like Safe Families has worked, is you may, you know, we have families that will be a family, a family friend and just walk with a, a family for a little while or a family coach to help them make their goals um, or a, a host family. And that hosting is for very 20 days. It's not a very long mm. period of time. But when you're talking, it allowed somebody to get an education mm-hmm. that took their minimum wage job up to 1350 and now they can afford a house an apartment for the first time in their life that's huge and those are huge moments and that's what we get to be part of every day um and it really is it's that relational part of this is truly how we overcome poverty and homelessness and domestic violence and even by easing that pressure we overcome childhood neglect and abuse and we give, we give hope for the addict. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's how we change the statistics. It's, it's one family at a time and one crisis at a time. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things because we have our care portal and, yes. and we've done some stuff with you guys with Safe Families, is if you can prevent a child from ever entering the foster care system, I mean, it's, uh, the statistics are for young girls. I mean, within two years, 70 to 80% of them are going to end up pregnant. Yes. Or between the guys and the gals, they're going to end up in jail in two years. That's and, it. 
And it's like all of a sudden you change their complete trajectory by preventing them from ever entering that system. Exactly. And it's not, it's like you said, it's not a, I'm going to be a foster care parent for forever. No, it's like, I'm going to babysit for an extended little period of time here while mom takes care of some things that need to be taken care of. And it's it's like addiction. I think there's so many people that are fully functioning addicts Mm -hmm. that they're going to get by in life. But what God called us for is something greater. And say families can come in and say, hey, go spend 30 days at a John 3.16 or John yes. 3.17 or somewhere else. Get clean. That way you can be that something greater for your kid. Exactly. And it's not a huge sacrifice. It's no. one more kid. No, it's <laughs> it, it, it really, yeah, especially in my world. One more kid. Um, we actually, one of the very first cases that we had had worked in, within safe families and before i became the program coordinator i was a ministry lead at grace church which was the first church in arkansas to actually embrace the program and truly lift it you know give it give it weight and wings um and that was um a, a little girl um lena and her mom shay and Shay needed a surgery but she had been homeless um, and couch hopping for years. Um, and she was living in a shelter and she had two options forgo the surgery, which she needed, or go to the hospital. A social worker comes in, possibly DHS comes in because you can't have just a little baby hanging out in the room with you, um, at a hospital. And so we came in um and chris and katie neal which were one of our which was our very first host family um took lena into their home for 60 days because it was going to take time for mom to recover um while i acted as family coach because i've taken on every i think i've taken on every role in safe families that there could possibly be um but if at the same time um you've you've walked with us long enough we were kind of doing safe families before safe families actually was here in our family. So we've always had these extended families. Um, but in those 60 days, we had the opportunity to spend so much time together that what became just, we just started as complete and utter strangers and we became a family and it's been almost two years now. In that two years, Shay has um, gotten an education, She's um, no longer in the shelter. She has her own apartment. Um, and she even at one time in there moved in, her her and Lena moved into our house with us. And so we got to celebrate when she finally got her first house and her first very own couch instead of chop, hopping on everybody else's couch. So, um, which we got to laugh on our stories there of, of couch hopping a little bit. Um, and, but in that she's turned around and come full circle and has, is now serving as a family coach to help other moms from the same shelter who have kids and are in need. And she's given rides to work. She's given (laughs) advice. Um, we even have a mom right now in need of, of driving lessons. So she's worked really hard to get her permit, but you, you gotta, 
you you can't get a car until and license until until you've um until she gets her um until she officially gets her license so she's helping teach her to drive um which is a little ironic because my husband taught her to drive and so it was only it was probably a year and a half ago that my husband was in the car teaching her to drive so it's the beauty of this full circle but we now spend birthdays together um christmases together and holidays um she's invited to every family function and we've just um it's kind of like what mother Teresa has said is the problem in our world is that we draw the circle of family too small and so that's the one great thing that i've i've gotten to learn here is um our family circles are pretty big and the bigger we the more we are willing to open our circle the the more beautiful it is is it is it easy? No, there's hard places. Is it worth it? Absolutely. It's incredible. Um, getting a hug from that little redheaded girl who who calls me Nana um, <laughs> is it, it makes my world. And the fact that she'll never know homelessness mm -hmm. because of the choices and the hard work her mom did and the love and support that wrapped around her, it changed her legacy. And that's the beauty of all of this. And it's it's so exciting to me because you're part of um, Grace Church. And just to see Pastor Tommy, mm -hmm. because I mean, his brothers, or his lesser brothers, I should say, <laughs> we go to church with at New Life. and um, But just to see how he's taken that community and that church and said, we're going to be different. Yes. It's so exciting to me because, y'all, as far as outreach goes, Y'all do so many great things down there in the whole East End community, even coming all the way up into Little Rock yes. with it. Um, from I know y'all do from his throne yes, and, yes. and you do meals there and all these other things. So that that's just so exciting to me. But back to kind of this safe families, because I know that we, we talk a lot of times, oh, if every church took in a foster care kid or whatever, yeah. this is this is a little bit even of a less of a commitment for so many mm -hmm. of those people that want to just kind of figure that out. What's the best way for people to kind of get connected with Safe Families? Well, uh, you can get on our chapter page, um, which is littlerock.safe-families.org. Um, and if you'll go to our contact page, it'll have all the numbers <laughs> that you can ever want. So that was the easiest way. We also have um, the Facebook page, uh, Safe Families of Arkansas, which is another place to get a hold of us. Um, but as far as, as service in Safe Families, um, the ability is as numerous as ideas of people coming together because, yes, we have the areas where a family friend is an encourager, a host family, which I would like to say said brother um that you were talking about uh he and his wife have just signed on as a respite family uh -oh. um so <clears throat> the wake is getting getting larger <laughs> and so and um but we also have um family coaches mm -hmm. uh, we need if you have a business that offers a service by all means um if you've been through something if you've been mm -hmm. to a hard place we need you we need you as a coach why because the fact that you're an overcomer means that you have the ability to then take your story 
and let your mess become your message and let God turn that into your passion to help someone else. And that's been the beauty of using, using my story to truly become a place of passion. And that's that I get to truly, that has no, that has no shackle on mm-hmm. me anymore. And it has no shackle because God used it. And God says, you will not be quiet. I'm going to give you a voice. And so I've truly made it my mission to give a voice to the voiceless. And that whether that's in homelessness or in safe families, um, God God gave me a big mouth and, and told me to use it. And so anyway. And your husband's so, got a strong back. And, and he so. does. He does. In a very patient spirit because it is not easy to be married to me, I assure you, because I will go to places people should not go. And he's tailing behind going, how am I going to do? I just can't. <laughs> Would you just stay put? Do not go down that alley. Stay put. (laughs) Anyway. So, yes, he's been very patient. And so that's the great thing. And so, yes. So as far as how to get involved, littlerock.safe-families.org. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Not just for what you're doing with Safe Families, but just being willing to share where you came from and just encourage others that, look, it doesn't matter your past. Oh. Use that to be your future. And, exactly. And who better to reach out to these moms that are just in this crisis situation than someone who's been there before? Yes. So thank you for yes. being so willing, not just in that, but we could go on for, on for hours for all the other things that yes. you get your hands dirty thank doing. You. But thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, so. Drew. Thank you for joining us on the Every Arkansan podcast. Let us know if there's a topic you'd like to learn more about so that we can help you chase after your God-given dreams. In the meantime, you can like, subscribe, and share this on social media. Check with us next week for another inspiring story of our Kansans chasing their dreams.